Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday morning service. I hope that uh, you've had a blessed week. Trust God has taken good care of you. You know, even if we have some health problems, regardless of what they may be, if you're able to hear, watch, participate in the worship of God this morning, you are blessed. As we begin our service this morning, I want to take the opportunity to tell the folks at McDowell Missions Ministries, the John Thompson Center and the Friendship Home, welcome. I trust that you're watching today or you're listening uh, on some type of device. God loves you. We love you. We want you to know that we're thinking about you. Even though we can't be with you to hold services, you're still in our hearts and you're in our prayers. Also, the many of you who reach out during the week through Facebook Messenger or on Facebook posts about prayer requests, thank you as well. Feel free to share your prayer requests, your worship, your praise reports, whatever it may be. Feel free to share them this morning on our live broadcast. Later in the day, maybe you'd like to add a comment. We welcome those. Thank you so much. We're going to begin in a word of prayer, and as we do, what is your prayer request? What can God do for you? What can we help you pray about today? There are many, many needs across our nation. The COVID-19 continues to increase. We all are at risk, and we all need to be praying about that. We need to be praying for those who have COVID-19. We need to be praying for those who are affected by the riots and the looting and the violence. We need to be praying for those who are involved in it, that God would move in their heart and show them His way, a better way. We can pray for our government, federal, state, local, it doesn't matter. Pray for your leaders, regardless of their political affiliation or your political affiliation. Pray that God would have His way in their decisions. Let's pray for the Supreme Court that God would guide their decisions. There's so much that we can pray for in this nation, and yet there's so much we can be thankful for. We can be thankful that we have the liberty to join each other through social media, through Facebook Live, through other, uh, through other venues. We have that ability today. God has blessed us. We can be thankful for it. We can be thankful for our families. We can be thankful for everything that God has done and provided in our lives. There's plenty. What can you be thankful for today? What do you have need of today? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to open up our service. Think about those things. Share them if you can. But if you can't, join us in prayer as we prepare to move into God's Word. We're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 1, beginning with verse 40. So as we go to God in prayer, immediately we're going to move into God's Word. 
And we're going to see what he has to say to you and I this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being able to open your word today. Thank you for each one that is joining today. Thank you for each one who will look at a posted broadcast later in the day. Heavenly Father, this is your word. It isn't my opinion. It isn't my thoughts or philosophy. It is God's word. And it comes with authority and it comes with strength and sovereignty in order to move in our lives to help us, to be with us, to strengthen us. Now, dear Lord, I pray that you'll touch hearts and lives this morning. You know those that are listening today. You know what's needed in their life. You know what thankfulness they have. You know what hurt and, and frustration and worry that they have. And God, I pray that you'll move in their lives according to your glory, according to your grace, according to your mercy. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will bless this word that we're about to open and share. And God, I pray that you would send it out, that it would accomplish that which you have purposed it to do and not return to your void. Heavenly Father, we know you're faithful to do that very thing. You do it every time your word is open and every time it is preached with anointing. And God, I close this prayer by asking for your anointing on this message this morning. Hide me behind the cross. Lord, may your word and your will take precedent in everything that's said in that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mark chapter 1. Verse 40, God's Word says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put his hand and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away. And said unto him, See thou, say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer for that cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert places. And they came to him from every corner. Let's think about something this morning. Let's think about what we need in Christ. Let's think about what we need every day in our lives. Let's think about not material needs. Let's think about what the greatest need is in our life in order for us to have joy. That's right, joy. Not happiness. They're actually two very different things. 
You see, we can find temporary happiness in money and material things and, and, and all kinds of accolades and, and power and titles, and we can find happiness, but it, it, it never lasts. Joy, however, is something that comes from the heart. It is something that is a heart-changing experience. It is a, an experience that changes our lives, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. This leper brought Jesus a need. He brought him a need in his life. So, let's look at how he approached Christ with that need. There is a deep need that this man realized. From the very beginning, and there came a leper unto him. Leprosy still exists in the world today. Leprosy in Jesus' day had no, no cure, no hope. Were it not from the hand of God, it had no hope. Leviticus. I believe it's chapter 13 and 14 talks of leprosy and talks about what God told Moses to do to those who acquired leprosy and how to handle them. Just for a little side note, you will see quarantining and wearing a mask dealing with Moses' directions for leprosy. But that's not where I'm going this I'm going to this man who had it. And he realized he had no hope. He had no hope at all. He, his life was filled with intense misery. Now when you and I have a need in our life, we find it the very same way. Our life becomes filled with misery. And it, be, it grows and it develops until it becomes intense. And often we find ourselves traveling through different venues trying to find relief from this misery. What misery am I talking about? Guilt. Guilt. It is the effect of a decision that we have made. It is the effect of a, of a consequence that we're enduring. And yet, this guilt will carry around in our lives for years or decades. And we will become more miserable by the day. And we will look in different places, oftentimes going back and revisiting the sin or the, the, uh, the disobedience that brought it into our life to begin with. The alcoholic who has drank away his family deals with that guilt and the consequence of his behavior. And too often, instead of handling it appropriately, finding grace in God and finding help through the programs that are available, he goes back and continues to revisit the bottle and the booze. And the misery increases. The same with the drug addict. The same with those who are sexually immoral. Those who 
immerse themselves in sexual perversion. And they, they live daily in that misery. It may not be outward as it was with the leper, but it is inward. It is very deeply inward. What about sin in our lives and the misery that it brings? Leprosy is a picture, a biblical picture of sin. See, it begins on the inside where it's never seen and never noticed by those on the outside. But eventually it works its way out. Eventually it is outwardly done in front of everybody. It is even flaunted and it is advertised and it is promoted and its influence carries and its contagiousness is shown uh, throughout the world and it's picked up by others thinking, man, that looks good, that looks promising. But it brings misery. So what do we do when we find ourselves in misery like the leper found himself in misery? Well, we have to realize, as the leper did, that there was no human remedy available. None whatsoever. He was doomed to a life of misery that would end in a horrible death. We better realize today, men and women, boys and girls, Sin is a misery that will deal with us and destroy us from the inside out and will take us to a very ugly death. A death that will not just destroy this body, but a death that will destroy our soul, that will condemn our soul, that will send our soul into a devil's hell. Is that really the price that you want to pay for the misery of unconfessed, unrepentant sin today in your life? It is a very bold statement, but it is a very necessary statement. Today, we have preachers in pulpits sugarcoating sin. We have churches wanting to keep their membership up and, and, and wanting to whitewash all of the sins that are around us today. Uh, we have bought so heavily into political nonsense today that we believe that the Supreme Court and the Congress of the United States can delegate sin in what it is and what it isn't. Folks, if we want sin delegated, if we want to understand what it is, take this opportunity and read your Bible. Take the opportunity Open it up and find time to get into it and read and study and understand the sinful misery that is in our lives today. Christian, you're not, even, you're not uh, impervious to the misery of sin. You may be saved and your name may be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But I want you to realize something today. 
sin can still creep into your life. Sin can take you to places that you don't want to go. Sin will make you stay longer than you wanted to stay. Sin will cost you more than you were willing to pay. Yes, you may have your eternal destiny, but do you have your testimony? The misery of sin in the Christian's life will rob them of their testimony and will rob them of the pleasure of being able to lead others to Jesus Christ. That may not make a big difference to you. And if it doesn't, if you find yourself claiming to be a Christian today and the misery of being of having a testimony, not leading others to Christ, is something that is not bothering you, I've got news for you. Brother or sister, you need to repent. You've already let it take you farther than you needed to go. It has already seared your conscience. You need to have that healing. You need to experience what the leper experienced. You need to experience the hand of Jesus upon your life. Lost person. It's time to set aside your misery. It's time to set aside the point of trying to find all kinds of human ways of justifying it, of making it feel better, making it look better. It's time to come to Jesus. Well, not only do we have to realize the remedy isn't human, we have to realize that the need points us to Christ. Points us to Christ. Wherever you're at today, spiritually, even physically, maybe you're hungover. Maybe you're already in the bottle. Maybe you're smoking a joint. Maybe it's meth or cocaine or heroin. Maybe it's sexual immorality through pornography or perversion. Maybe it's just the subtleness of saying, I don't need God. Your life doesn't have to exist in misery of sin. If your need doesn't point to a drug, your need doesn't point to a bottle. Your need doesn't point to a pleasure. Your need points to Jesus. And the sooner that you realize this, the sooner that you grasp it, the sooner you can understand what His hand can do in your life. Well, there is the manner in which the leper approached Jesus that we can learn a great deal from. He, he appealed to Christ and it was characterized as a truthful understanding. See, he came to Jesus in truth. 
We have a problem today of coming to Jesus untruthfully. Look out now. You know it's true. We want to come to Jesus on our terms and we want to negotiate a compromise between us and Him. Christian, you know what I'm talking about. Lost person, you know what I'm talking about. We have to get to that point where the leper was. Where he comes to Christ in truth. Where he comes and he says, there's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that man can do. There's nothing that science can do. There's nothing that drugs or alcohol can do. There's nothing that sex can do. There's nothing that can be done other than what you can do. And if you will, I can be healed. How often do we come to Jesus and if we come and truthfully pour ourselves out to Him and we, we come to Him and we say, if it is your will, I can be healed. Now there may be things that He allows in our life that may not be His will. And this passage and this message doesn't directly address them. But indirectly, let's kind of put a side note in here. Paul had his thorn in the flesh. And Paul said, ask for it three times to be removed. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. But God answered him. The Lord answered Paul because Paul came to him truthfully from his heart. He, he came to the Lord with the very same thing this leper came to. If it's your will, I can be healed. Jesus said, be it so here, and Jesus healed him. Jesus told Paul, I have grace to get you through. Either way they won. Either way their prayer was answered. Either way the conviction uh, and the misery of the situation it was relieved. And they had joy in their life. There is joy in Jesus Christ. There is so much going on today in the world that, that, that has us all frustrated and mixed up and messed up. And, and we're, we're jolting and jolting from this one to this one to this one. And, and, and it gets in our head. And it messes with our life. And we lose the joy of Jesus. Well, I want you to understand today, you can have that joy. You can have it, you can have it returned, or you can have it instilled. It's up to you. Do you really want to walk around in misery? Do you want to walk around in misery of other people's expectations of not meeting them? Do you really want to walk around in misery hearing the problems and the, the troubles 
that can't be solved by man? Do you really want to walk around in misery of sin, knowing that while you may be finding pleasure on the outside, on the inside you know God is not satisfied? Do you really want to walk around without joy? I don't think you do. I don't think anybody does. Today, to truthfully come to Christ, truthfully understand your need and truthfully give it to Him and understand what you can receive. Understand that you're acknowledging His divine sovereignty that's right. He is divine sovereignty. You see, man has got many blessings from God to take care of things in life, but man has never had divine sovereignty. There is nothing that touches your life in any way, shape, form, or fashion that is beyond the touch of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're in county jail, if you're in state or federal prison. It doesn't matter if you're in a homeless gutter. It does not matter where you're at in the circumstances and situations that you're in. You may have your consequences to deal with on this side of eternity, but you can have joy in knowing that this, this thing has been forgiven, that this thing has been put under the blood of Christ, and that you have a greater future ahead of you. A wonderful future. Recognize the Lord's divine soul. And also notice the earnestness of this labor. You see, he didn't just haphazardly decide, well, I think I'll just walk on down here and I'll just kind of see what's going on and just maybe Jesus can do something for me. Uh-uh. This leper, he came to Jesus expecting him to move. He came to Jesus Sincerely. Sincerely. Think about that. His prayer wasn't something that just was thought up and rolled out of his mouth. It was sincere. His request wasn't a request that just happened to roll across his mind. It came from his heart. He was sincere in everything that he'd done, and Christ knew it. Christ knew it from his heart. When I say his earnestness, I'm talking about his sincerity and his faithfulness of Christ, of knowing that he had the answer. Whatever his will was, Christ had the answer. 
and he was going to walk away joyful and satisfied with whatever that answer was. Can we say that when we approach the Lord? When we bring the Lord our circumstances and our situations, do we come in earnestness asking Him if it's His will? And regardless of what His will is, do we come ready to accept it and walk away with it joyfully, knowing that He is in control and not me? That's where the leper was. Where are you? Where are you in your appeals to Christ? This earnestness led a great humility in the life of this leper. There is no more of a humble person anywhere on the face of the earth than someone who realizes there's nothing more they can do. And it's all in God's hands. There's nothing more man can do. There's nothing more that science can do. There's nothing more that the legal system can do. It is all in God's hands. It's time for the church to be humble. It's time for the church to realize that despite our influence in politics, where the headway we make is very seldom sustained because we haven't humbled ourselves to God. It's time that we realize that the headway that we make through medicine or through social programs or social events or whatever whatever the circumstances may be, unless it is met through humility with God and Christ and we're coming to Him knowing that there's nothing else we can do that is all in His hands. It's all about Him. We seem to have forgotten that today. We seem to have gotten so wrapped up in everything that's going on around us. And we're looking at what I can do for God instead of looking at what God can do through me. There's a big difference in those statements. When we make ourselves available to God, we humble ourselves. And we put Him in control. We put His Word as a roadmap. We put His directions and everything that goes on there, we put it in play and in place in our life. We move and we direct things according to the way God wants them. And you know what that does? It builds up our faith. You see, when we are standing at a situation, when we have a need in our life, we're putting faith somewhere. 
We're putting faith in man through science or medicine or social programs or legal systems or politics or we're putting faith in the Lord. This leper had already placed his faith in everything else that would fail. Everything that man had would fail. Friend, everything that you have and I have today and we place it in the hands of man is going to fail because man is fallen. But if we put it in the hands of the Lord, you know it's going to succeed. And here lies a problem in that. That success often doesn't look the way we want it to look. So therein lies another problem with us. We're not on the same page with Christ. Our faith isn't what it should be. When Jesus says, if you have faith, there's a mustard seed, you can move a mountain, He means it. I haven't seen any mountains move. So what does that say about our faith? It needs work. Christian, we can find the answer to our needs. We really can. And they come through Christ. Lost person, you can find the answer to your needs. And they too come through Christ. The Christians is through repentance and revival. The lost person is through salvation in His name, through His blood. Where's your faith at today? Where's your faith? Also with these, we realize that when Jesus responded, He responded in some certain ways. He responded first with compassion. Jesus wants to touch your life today. He wants to touch you today. Just as He touched this leper, He wants to touch you. He is there compassionately waiting with His loving arms extended. He's waiting on you to come to Him. Jesus has done everything that He can do. He came to this earth in a human form as God and man. He lived the life. He preached His message. He gave His life as a redemption for your sin, for my sin. He resurrected and He ascended into heaven where He sits at the right hand of God making intercession for those who believe Him. He has compassion. He has compassion for you and for your situation and for your circumstances. Not only that, He has divine power. There is nothing that's going to afflict you that Christ does not have the power to deal with. He also has the will to deal with. We have to understand that. You see, we come to Christ and we're asking for certain things and circumstances and situations and we're asking for an outcome. But we need to be asking for His will in our life. 
Whatever it may be, we need to be asking for that. Because that's where we will find joy. We will find joy in realizing and understanding His will through His divine power. Are you ready to be introduced to the divine power of Christ? Think about that. Think about the experience of Christ's intervention in your life giving you peace. Think about coming to Christ earnestly and having it met with divine authority. Think about having your humility realized, your faith increased. Think about experiencing the compassion of Christ. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you right now. Right now. You don't have to wait on it. You don't have to wait on it to be delivered. It's waiting for you right now. And what is that? It's the effective cure. The leper immediately got up and walked away. There was no therapy of medication. There was no physical therapy. There were no surgeries. He immediately walked away. Change. You can walk away today. Change. Your need met. By understanding it's going to be met by the Lord's will according to His purpose. But you have to earnestly come to Him. You have to realize what your need is. You have to set aside all expectations and come to Him. Accept His will in your life. Find Him as your Lord and Savior first. And then find Him through revival in your life and rededication to His purpose. Friends, same Lord that healed this leper so that he could immediately get up a changed person is the same Lord that can change your life and meet your need. You just have to expect it His way and approach it on the Lord's terms not on the terms of a leper. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word that you've given. Thank you for the privilege that you've given me to share it this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll touch hearts and lives. I pray that those that are lost out there, that they will come to you in saving grace. And Lord, I pray they'll ask for the forgiveness of their sin. Lord, I pray that the Christian out there who is struggling, I pray that they will come to you as well. I pray that they'll seek that repentance and they will seek that revival in their life. Lord, I pray that you'll watch after and take care of all of the churches that are meeting today. 
whether it is in person, whether it is over technology, however it may be, God, I pray that you'll touch them and you'll heal them and you'll take care of them today. Lord, as we go about our week, I pray for all of those watching and listening this morning. I pray that you'll move in their life and in their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being a part this morning. Pray for us this week. We will pray for you. And until next week, may God bless you. It's my prayer.